Boys, ladies and gents, woo! The process of creating an app. What do you need it for? How do you get funding for it? If you're interested, then this is then this episode is for you. It must be Monday. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life: prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! Ladies and gents, we got some fire. Here we go. Every great business started as an idea or a dream. To turn it into a reality, it takes belief, drive, and commitment. You need to find partners whose strengths help drive your dream into reality. And today's guests are helping bring ideas to life. I had the honor of meeting one of our guests in person and saw how she impacts not only businesses, but the community as well. And I can't wait to hear all about the projects they're working on and how they're helping uh, they're helping us keep safe while on the road. So let's welcome to the show from JVMarketingTech.net, Sylvester Raymond and Crystal Ball. All right, guys, let's rock and roll. Welcome to the program. Thank you. We're glad right, to be Sylvester, here. Sylvester, I'm going to start off with you, man. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what is JV Marketing Tech and how'd you get into this space? Well, interesting point. So I've been in the technology space for a little bit over 30 years. Um, I started writing software when I was six years old. Um, my, um, with what, what JV Marketing Tech does very simply is we consult with businesses on how to become successful with their app first, give them all the pieces that they need for that. And then we help develop the application, which is a lot than our than uh, some of our colleagues who only create the app. And the question is, what do I do? And so we we handle the what do you do first, and then we create the app. That's a interesting way of looking at things. You mean you ask questions, you figure out where they want to go, and why this thing's actually being developed before they pour money into creating an app. I mean, I'm. I, many, many moons ago, I decided I was going to build this app to help me out with real estate, right? And uh, it turned into a massive money pit because I have like so many ideas, dude. Like you can go into so many rabbit holes when you're starting to create these technology things. Asking the right questions ahead of time can save you all kinds of money in this space, right? Yeah, well, you you would be the type of client that we look for is people who have these great ideas. They know what the idea is, but how do you monetize it? How do you support it? How do you maintain it? Um, let's do some research to see if it's really even an idea that uh, would be revenue producing or meet your intended end. So we actually do those things any business needs, but for some reason in our industry, people haven't applied to developing an app. That is, you know, we help you develop and do the research on a business plan, SWOT analysis, research analysis, comparative analysis, all those types of things. Uh, Crystal, and she'll talk about her piece, but she handles all of the marketing development research that goes into that. We do investors pitch decks, do um, uh, explainer videos. We have CEO leadership training from real CEOs in technology to help you, you know, at least create the foundation for what that should look like. 
And then we invest 70% of the cost of development in your business, right? In your in the, in the actual technology. Then we actually introduce you to big species, pre-seed, whatever, to help get that, you know, that idea really, really moving on down the road. So that's one and, and, and it's turned out to be really a successful way of doing it. That sounds like a built-in exit strategy. That sounds like a, a full game plan in mind, not only from it's going to solve my problem that I have right now, but you're also getting them set up to find other types of funding because one idea is great. Funding the idea might not be the easiest thing to do. Crystal, how'd you get involved? You know, people just fall from the sky for me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, Hernanda, from last time that we spoke, I I was very privileged to meet Sylvester through mutual friends. And one of the cool things is uh, in technology, being able to find somebody as social and valuable and understanding as yourself, uh, for me, was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But one of the coolest thing is the innovation projects that he holds. For me, it was very it's truly an honor to be able to work here at jvmt and i'm learning so much from other perspectives not just marketing but other parts of technology that i comprehend now like okay for example like when people come to us it's like well i just need an application i go but it's not just an application it's a business so being able to be be there and support them and explain to them what it is that they're actually buying into is actually an educational aspect of what we do that I wholeheartedly believed in. And I really enjoy that part of, of what I do as well. It's a, it's amazing when you are able to teach somebody something, right? When the light bulb goes off and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Or that's a great avenue. That's a great idea. Like the collaboration that you have with a team is, is awesome. So to be able to meet colleagues and then to take that synergy and then translate that to working with clients, I think that's, that's impressive. Let me ask you about your background a little bit. Um, Technology is one of those things that always has that stereotype like, oh, if that guy can fix a computer, he must be super smart or she must be super smart. Um, I teach a class called Financial Algebra and my my students aren't the ones who got A's in high school. Um, and I like to show them that there's other opportunities out there. Uh, I'll start with you, Sylvester. What was it like for you? What kind of student were you in high school? And like, what kind of education did you need to get into this space? You know, it, it's interesting. Um for me, like, you know, my, I have an older brother, he's three years older than me. And, uh, you know, we made good age and I kind of just, we were both in technology um, at a very, very young age. You know, I was born in 65, so this was eons ago. And so, um, you know. 65, but, bro, you look like you're 30, relax. <laughs> so but we were, but we were, we were just very with anything that we could make a computer do. And so what was fortunate for me at 14 is that my brother was 17. He was, he, uh, he got um, invited to work for McDonald's, which is now Boeing, um, and in their computer area, McAuto. And he would bring me these books home on basic, the, the, the language-based program. And I would play, do what I needed to do with it. I hit up, I was fascinated with it. And a year later, he, he says, what do you want to do you know, because he was graduating high school, going to college. He was like, what do you want to do uh, for, for work when you graduate? And I was like, I don't know. My friends are going to do this and that and whatever. I'll probably go do that. And he said, well, do you know how much money they pay people to do what you already know how to do? Like, 
what do I know how to do? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he said, and he said, um, you know, the programming, the book, the, the stuff. He said, you're really good at it. And I said, oh, they pay people? I, I thought it was a game the whole time. I had no idea that <laughs> people got paid to do it. And so he showed me his paycheck and I said, oh, I'm going to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's how I got started. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, leave school and get some certifications and an undergrad degree and a master's degree in technology. But um, I, you don't absolutely need that level of education. I needed that level of education to run a business. I, be, I believe I needed that. But in order to learn and write this right now, there are, and I, and I put this out to people, Google is dang near free that people can take to get certifications to, to get it done in five, six months. And these are hundred thousand per year jobs yes. that you can do from home, by the way. So there's a lot of those kind of things that, were, that are there now, but that stuff wasn't available then. Like you really had, they were just big call for PhDs and you know, this big call for uh, even, you know, uh, master's degree people in certain, in certain areas. And now the facts are is that you really don't need that education for that. But if you are going to run a business, I would say learn as much as you can, you know, go as far as you need to go. Um, Crystal thinks I'm crazy, but in September, I'm going back to school to get an MBA in, uh, in business. Because well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't have a business degree. All my business, my degrees are in science. So that's how I started, and 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 that's what happened with from an education standpoint. But I, but again, like I said, you know, I think the book, you know, A students work for C students is is true. It's very very true. You know, um, I, there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me that work for me, uh, a lot smarter, and leveraging that ability is a good thing. How about you, Crystal? What was what was your experience like uh, in in education, and then how does it translate to what you're doing now? I I went through a whole adventure um, <laughs> in school. I changed many degrees. I was in high school. I was a student. In college, I had a harder time. Uh, part of it was because at 18, you don't know what you want. When they tell you you have to choose for the rest of your life, you're sitting here like, I want something that fits me, right? And so um, I ended up graduating in, in business organization management. Um, and I took a lot of marketing classes in my degree. However, marketing, not to you know make anybody down or anything, but for what I was looking for, marketing at university level was just basically showing me how to get a job. And so it wasn't showing me how, how am I going to help people that truly need the assistance? And that just takes a whole different level of concept than what you know, education did for me. However, I, I, I finished, I finished in 2018. I finished later in older, we'll, we'll say. Uh, part of it is because I didn't want to be in debt. So I paid through, through my university. And, um, and I am grateful that I did the way that I did the way that I did it because I would have a be on the wrong career. So I wouldn't be having come back and finish the business school that I should have done from the very beginning. And B, I would have been in so much debt if I would have picked the original route that I was going for. And so life in a way had a way of turning me in the direction that needed to turn me in, in when it came to education. 
and putting me the right people in front of me and mentor me. I was very privileged to have a lot of great mentors and education and guiding me in the right direction that best fit for me and my life and what I was looking for. So yes, of course, I love what I do because I can do it from anywhere. And it's it's something that I really enjoy and it's not going anywhere. If anything, it's increasing. And oh, yeah. We got Web 3.0 right around the corner. I mean, it's changing the way we will be accessing and creating content for the internet. It's, it's amazing what is just on the other side of the horizon. And you guys are like, on the front row making things happen. So tell me about, uh, who's working on the project? Who's working on the uh, Driving the Wrong Way project? Tell me a little bit about that one. Actually, we both are um, working on that project. Um, and it was, you know, again, somebody like you, uh, a gentleman, his name is Edwin Bridges. He came to me a few years ago and he said, you know, I've worked in law enforcement and I've worked as an over-the-road truck driver and I've seen a wrong way accident. And he says, there's not as many wrongly accidents, but have the highest mortality. And so he, he was able to give numbers and some information that I could research because I didn't realize it was as big of as it actually is. And I said, huh, interesting. Now, Mom, when he came to us, her name, like, that was all. He just knew that he needed a mobile app, but he didn't know, he didn't, Polly just looked like, how should it work? What should it do? It's all stuff we had to do. Um, to him, and I'm and I'm happy to. I'm glad he did. He invested, you know, a little bit of money in the um, the education, which is the map mobile app planning. We planned it out first before writing any code. That took us a couple of months um, to really get out. We got it together, Mark. And then we got all those stuff. And I'm and I'm so glad to say that once we finished, it took us 18 months to create algorithm. Um that uh, was successful enough that we felt like we could put it on the street. Um, huh. Yeah, because it, there was tolerances and also the kind of stuff you needed to get to. You needed somebody who's just making a left, they're actually going the wrong way. You know, uh, there, there's so many things. And you can use this thing on a bike. Like, you could be actually riding a bike. And it would also tell you if you're going the wrong way like crazy. Um, but we had to sort of create, what is this going to look like? Anyway, once we got it done, man, it was so cool because now um, CBA picked it up, the idea, we, they did a nice um, piece on us there, and then, you know, all these other outlets just put out that, hey, there's this app that does that detection of driving, and then report that to emergency response. So, um, so there's it's sort of a proactive way of doing this versus the reactive way right now. Yeah. And fortunately, Catman's called us from that CBS 8. They called us, they emailed me and said, hey, we'd like to know more about his works. And uh, we just find, we, we're, we're finalizing an affiliate agreement with them today so that we can test it with you know, on the streets with them, which is sort of the depart to moving into a full-on hybrid pilot with them. That's that, I, like for me, the, the whole idea of coming up with a concept and then bringing it to life 
that's my favorite part of a business, right? Like, like when I'm working with my students, one of the things we do every year is we want, I want them to build a business, right? I want them to figure out that there's another way to generate another income stream other than getting that nine to five. Cause if you just look for the job, that's what everybody's going to do. Everybody's going to have a nine to five, but to have that extra thing to exercise that creativity, that to me is amazing. What's that process like? If I have an idea and I want to bring it to the market, how does working with JV Marketing Tech help me do that? Well, yeah, it's, it's, that's a great question. We don't everybody, quite frankly. Um, we, Crystal and I, a one-hour consult with people. And that consult is, is 550 bucks for our time. That's for our time. And what we're looking for is, do you have the mentality? Do you have the right mindset? to even go through our program. And some of the tenets of that are, are you coachable, teachable, and trainable? And I'm sure you're the same way with your students. Like, you gotta be coachable and teachable. Don't, don't try to tell me how to do it. I've done this already, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other thing is, do you have the leadership already to move into this process? In other words, uh, do you have discipline? You know, what does your life look like when it, in discipline? What does that look like on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on an annual basis? Tell us about some times when you have to discipline over a long period of time. We ask questions like that because we really want to get into the, because we're going to partner with you. And if we partner with you, you know, we've been partnering with Edwin for five years since the first map we ever did. So we've been partnering with him this long and we stayed with it, you know. Um, and so that's one part. The other piece is, is when you explain your idea to us, again, you don't have to know all techie stuff. That's our job. But what we do need to know is, have you done even a little bit of, have you kind of looked at, you know, is there a market for what it is you're doing? You know, Crystal says, Crystal asked me a question. She says, well, tell me a time when you just like, I did, and I actually it was a, a podcast you did. You failed. I said, you know what I failed? It's a great question. When I failed, when I, when I didn't look at the market, I'll tell you mm-hmm. this, man, what it was. I years ago I opened a cell phone store because oh man, everybody wants cell phones. It's great. Let's get cell phones. I opened a cell phone store, open a second cell phone store. I was about to open a cell phone store, open a lease on the cell phone store, and 9 11 oh. And then that changed everything. But I what I also didn't know, what I didn't get was that how hard that in so for example, if you said hey Sylvester, I want to buy this, the new fall, AT&T just advertised, and they're giving it away for free. Well, guess who didn't get it for free? The, the vendor. We didn't get it for free. <laughs> and we had to buy a box of five of them to give you one phone. Right? Oh. And so we, right? So I didn't realize the cap, it was cap intensive. It was a very, very, very difficult business to run. And I, I failed. I completely failed. But again, I didn't do a business I did marketing plan. I did our research. And what we're finding, quite frankly, is that 99.9, and this is a Gartner report, 2014, so it's the 18th of 21. They said the same thing. They said 99.99% of all the apps, all the apps in the app store that you see don't make any money. Yep. Now, that's a big number. Think about the billions being made by people like Kardashian and DoorDash and Uber and all this, right? That's what the common denominator those apps were. They all did search first. They all built yeah. and first. They identified investors were first. They did all the stuff that we do in our program first. And so we're looking for people that have mentality. That mentality, be ready to start in 48 hours. Let's go. And is it 
is it any specific industry like crystal when you're talking to these people or when you're talking to potential clients and you and Sylvester sitting down is there like something that you're looking for specifically maybe like a SaaS type thing is it a product type uh, business is it something that is already on that verge to be scaled like what are the criteria that you're looking for when you're when you're interviewing people when you're taking that one hour consultation because you want to take a second. Sure. Yeah, no, obviously we have ranges from all over, but basically a great idea like Uber, you know, like the next Bumble or Tinder. Uh, basically something that really hasn't been out in the market as much, but definitely with the right person and the right leader, we definitely, our company will invest into it. Something that um, Sylvester, um, to add into what Sylvester said, uh, as a company, the reason why we qualify people and we want to, we're looking for certain type of characteristics and so forth is because we as a company understand that an application like you, you know, Hernand, you're like, I spent so much money into this application and I don't know what I was thinking. It's very cost effective. And so us as a company, we put in 70% of the development cost and the client only has to bring in 30%. So we want to make sure that even though they're only bringing in 30%, that they are taking this very seriously. At the end of the day, this is their business and their idea. We want to make sure that um, they, they're aligned with what their vision is and being able to execute along with us, right? We have the team and we support them and we're here. We're like the biggest cheerleaders and making sure they take actions. However, them as internally, they have to be willing and hungry to, to create this because at the end of the day, everybody has to stake here. And so uh, we want to make sure that it's effective as well. Well, you're not really, it's, yeah, go ahead. Cause it sounds like you're not really bringing on clients. You're bringing on partners. Correct. Bingo, bingo. And I, I wanted to just, you, you, I think we're, we got empathy going or something, but that's something I was going to speak to. Yeah. We're bringing on partners, man. We're looking for not just like you said, we don't, you know, there was an Uber, and then if you go around the world, there's copies of all of that, right? Uh, whatever. There's there's copies of all of that, right? So we don't we believe the pie is so big that if you come to us with an idea like Uber or whatever, we're not gonna automatically you know knock it down. We're gonna say, okay, what's your nuance? Are you like there's a lady in, in Dallas with an app that um, caters to um, young people up from school. Mm. Uh, and they're the children of, of, of big executives, right? And so there's that. People who want you to pick up their, their parents. They don't want to just a, the general Uber driver to pick them up. And so it's, it caters specifically to that demographic. And so if you call us, you know, the nuance about something here, I mean, how many burger joints are still opening now after McDonald's? How many chicken after KFC that have done well? well doing almost the same thing but your choice on it that we're looking for in addition to the fact that yes we are looking for port partners program the program the total program 20 grand and so i think probably you got an app built you more than 20, 20 grand an app average is 150 200 grand so i don't mean to bring i don't you look sad now i'm sorry I don't, I, it sucks uh, but but we're probably we can put you in a position where even that 30% is going to come from an investor uh, when it's time to go ahead and develop it. 
So when you're when you're working with with the different companies or different partners that you bring on, part of it is uh, you know the funding that they come in with. Part of it is, do you even have the qualifications as an entrepreneur to somebody that we want to partner with? And then third is, if this is actually a great product or idea, we can find funding outside to help push this through. So I don't have to go look for my own developers. I don't have to do any of that. That's the stuff that you guys end up taking care of and helping me structure with uh, with any venture capitalist that I'm looking for, for funding later down the road, if I'm going to scale this thing. Absolutely. even get the 20 grand funding. Like everything, like we believe at this company in, in OPP, right? Um, or OPM, I'm sorry, not OPP. Well, OPM, oh, OPM. other people's money. Not OPP, not other people's property. OPM. We, that's a song. I was thinking about Yeah, it. yeah, no, I know. But, I remember that song. I know, I know. You're aging yourself here, buddy. I was going to bring it up if you were going to say it. <laughs> but we believe in that, right? From an investor standpoint, and I, and I, and I, and I you know, but you're the, uh, you know, we may have to bring, pay you and bring you in a more uh, class with our people just to help them understand the financial piece of it. But yeah, we, 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 we able to do that. And we, but we want how to leverage that. Like, you know, there should be some money, you know, some skin in the game. Um, when we talk to investors, they ask us on our projects. They say, well, how much money has that person invested? They ask. And if you say, oh, we just kind of let them in, you know, my cousin, which we've never done, or something mm -hmm. like that. So like, mm, that's how somebody can really want to invest in because they haven't, they haven't heard, they, they haven't used their own money, done anything yet. Um, so while we, you know, so there's a balance that, that OPM that we, that we apply to the program. Well, let me ask you this kind of a kind of a technical question, um, but market is shifting. A lot of a lot of venture capitalists are pulling back. They don't know, you know, going into investing in a company that has a very high burn rate is not very attractive in a market that we're heading into right now. Um, what are you sensing in it, it? On the flip side of that, tech market is huge because we know that's where we're going. So as you're working with some venture capitalists and you're working with some projects, what's the sense that you're getting from the investor standpoint on investing on projects? What types of projects are they looking now or what criteria are they looking for now that might be different, you know, last year at this time? Yeah, I mean, the three stuff is definitely, uh, we have, uh, you know, a guy come to us with an NFT project. We were just talking to him today and he, unfortunately he didn't get it. Um, but he's got an NFT project he's been sitting on for a year. We have opportunities to, to put him with investors in those types of projects that he's looking in, and he just didn't understand math. And he was like, well, we just put it in front of the investor. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it just doesn't work that way. And so, uh, so those projects are huge. Um, one of the things that, that, that I've learned as an investor myself is that in these types of times, is when I invest more. Mm. I do. I invest more, right? Because I can usually get stuff at a really good price, um, and then when the market turns, which it has, I'm look, I'm almost sixty years old. I'm fifty-seven. I'm almost. 60. I've seen this cycle happen. I don't know how many times. And so, as scary as it is, I know that the sun's going to come back out. So uh, I invest. I invest, I buy property, I invest in crypto, I invest in other things. And it just never has failed over the last 30 years. So um, investors, it just, and it also depends on what, what their portfolio looks like. 
The other thing that we have, we have um, people realize there are seed funding that you can get from the government um, where they don't even, up to $2 million, that they don't even want to stake or equity in your, in your idea. Um, and we, we have access to that. Um, there are nonprofit organizations. Their whole goal is we're a nonprofit. We have to give this money away to something uh, as long as you, and as long as you meet their criteria. For example, there's one in Texas that we work with right now. Um, they're looking for ideas that help the community and they're looking for it from women and specifically a women of color. And so we have clients like that um, that fit into that um, that mold and uh, they've already committed their projects to them. I love that. So finding money is not really the issue here. There are many different avenues that you can go to, whether it be nonprofit or Kickstarters or government seeds or whatever you need, but their funding is out there and it's, it's available. Uh, we're running low on time before we head out. Is there anything that you guys wanted to share before we, uh, like last thoughts before we head out? Chris, I'll let you go first. Lady yeah, first. definitely. We are always looking for people that um, have an idea and, and we'll, we'll do a total 10 minute free consultation with you. If you think, hey, I have a great idea, but I don't have the team. I don't know who to talk to. Um, it's going to be appidea.com. And uh, yes, there we go. Sorry. I don't even know my own link. <laughs> but definitely we want to help people out there that uh, because one of the things is like, visualize what your future could look like right you have an idea but if you don't take action you never you're going to stay in the same area that you're at right but if yes. you take an action to this particular idea you can be down the road a millionaire for example like the our client down the, the, the wrong way driver alert system client is going to become a millionaire in like no time so we're not just doing this for money we're doing it for a shitload of money exactly <laughs> exactly crystal that's what they're doing it for yes absolutely absolutely and i think the last thing i wanted to say was um Hernan. first of all thanks for having us man this has been so fun and so amazing watch you guys and i have the show i love what you guys do uh creating literacy for people especially when it comes to business and finance so thank you for doing what you do um, uh, one of the things I think to say about the, about the program is that, um, this was right. App idea success, um, come and just tell us, your, just tell us what it is. It doesn't cost you any money. Let us know what your idea is. And then if, if, if it makes sense to move you to the next piece, then we'll move you to the next piece. That'll be great, uh, to do that as well. Uh, we're all also a plus rating with the better business bureau, um, of, uh, the Pacific Southwest. I just finished a cohort with them. I graduated at the top of the class, learned a lot. Uh, we were all nominated for a ABD Torch Award, um, which is uh, for business and ethics. You can trust us. We've been we've been checked on uh, to whether we're an ethical company or not, and we are. So, uh, so definitely, you know, if there's any ideas out there, you know, if you think like you know that we won't approve it, don't worry about that. Do the AppIdeaSuccess.com. Let's talk to you. at least you'll know at that first meeting whether you know we think this is a good for all of us uh, involved. So. Again, what I wanted to to say is, is that's what we're doing, man. We're loving it. We're enjoying what we're doing. Man, ladies and gents, that's it. Look, you have zero, I'm talking no excuse as to why your idea isn't coming to life other than you're not taking action. 
Because literally, you can go to jvmarketingtech.net. What was the website one more time, Crystal, if they wanted to have, if they had an idea? Appideasuccess.com. Appideasuccess.com. Look, you got an idea. Maybe you don't know where to go from there, but you can start right there. Appideasuccess.com. Check it out. Drop your idea. You never know. I mean, it's like buying a lotto ticket. You know your odds of winning are very slim, but you buy the lotto ticket so you can dream about what that life is going to bring. So if you have an idea, don't let it go in the trash. Go to appsuccessidea.com. Drop it in there. You never know what kind of lotto ticket that idea could turn into. Every business, no matter what it is, Amazon, Google, Walmart, all started as an idea. But it's up to you to bring it to life. So make sure you guys check that out. You guys can check out more at jvmarketingtech.net. And of course, Sylvester, Crystal, thank you guys very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys all next time. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get 